Hi, this is Kyle. And this is Rich. Welcome to episode 47 of Chew the Metal, a podcast where we take a deep dive into a rock or metal album and see if we can learn something. This week, it's The Sickness by Disturbed. Let's get into it. Hey Kyle, how are you doing? Hey Rich, I am good, thank you. Um, I've had, I mean, a relatively busy week. We've both just been talking about how kind of busy we've been in. Um, but I went into the office for the first time this week, uh, my Ooh. job, which was nice to get out of the house and be somewhere different. The office is very fancy and very quiet at the moment. I imagine if it was full of people, I'd be less pleased. But uh, yeah, it was lovely. We went out. Is that the first time you've been there? Yeah, it's the first time I've been there, yeah, because um, they've only just really reopened it for, for bookings and things. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, Friday after work, me and a few people from work who I'd sort of just met yeah. went out for out for a bit after work, which was lovely. Um, cool. But yeah, not very much else. We we saw some friends yesterday and we're seeing some friends today. We're going to go to a board game cafe tonight. We've got an actual table inside an actual board game nice. cafe to have some food and play games. It's ridiculous. Nice. Do you know what you're going to play? I do, yeah. I'm. <laughs> you're talking to a board game loser. Right? I have already <laughs> planned the games and I've already read the rule book, so I don't have to waste any time. Amazing. What are you going to play? Uh, we're going to play a game called uh, Flam Rouge, which is like a bike racing game, which is uh, ridiculous. Okay. And a game called Lords of Vegas, where you build Vegas up and just try and make each other go bankrupt, which also sounds cool. cool. Yeah, like Monopoly, yeah. but, you know, fun. Uh, yeah. What about you? How's your week been? Uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. Just doing sort of slightly late days at work they call them splits because it's like split between day and night so it's not a proper day it's not a proper night okay so you might work like 11 till 10 or okay 12 12 till 11 or something so it's, it's kind of annoying timing yes <laughs> you don't really get a morning you don't really get an evening Woo! and what have i done this weekend yesterday was the eurovision song contest card, which obviously once this comes out this will be several weeks behind yeah. but so we went to my sister's last night for that we ordered Lovely. pizza and we had loads of snacks Ugh. um bex and i had made some lemon lemony lemon slices as the <laughs> recipe called them right were they very uh, lemony? and they were very lemony okay. lemony yeah and yeah we just enjoyed the eurovision and we we uh, like we printed off scorecards and everything like we did oh it yeah great that's so good <laughs> did you have like a bet placed on who you wanted to win or was it just no i, sh- I, I mean, we all had the same favorite that we wanted to oh, win oh okay um, but we didn't like bet on it or anything. No. Like we weren't like competing against each other. No. But we, yeah, we we happened to all want the same country to win. Did they win? I don't um, know. I, I wasn't they didn't. Oh. They didn't win. No, we all wanted Iceland to win because last year they they did that amazing song. Think about things. Yes, it's like this. Um, do you remember that song? I do remember it. Now you've mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, so then that same band was representing Iceland again this year, just with a different song. Yeah, Um, and it it was a very similar song, and they're just really cool, nice guys by the looks of it. Yeah, and uh, they couldn't perform live because one of them got COVID this week. Oh jeez! So they had to like instead they just showed one of their rehearsals, which is a bit of a shame. Yes. Um, but they came fourth, I think, or third or something. Okay, who did win? um, Yeah. Italy one with a rock song. Oh Kyle. my god, are we are we in for another Lordy episode? Is that is it? I is mean, it on that's, the cards? that's what my mum was saying. Yeah. She was texting me saying, "Are you going to be doing an episode on this?" I guess we'd better. Um, it's the first 
They said it's the first group to win since 2006, and I imagine 2006 is when Lordy won. Yeah, I think it was. That sounds about right. Which means since then, it's only been solo artists, which is crazy. That is crazy. Oh, you're Yeah, there were, there were two... Well, they were described as heavy metal acts, yes. and they, they definitely weren't heavy yes. metal. This, but one of them was sort of like an angsty, Linkin Parky sort of type. Okay. Um, which was quite funny, because the song before it... Sorry, we will get on to actual no, music today. No, it's fine. Um, the song before it was this guy, basically like a kid's TV presenter with a sparkly <laughs> ukulele, singing a song called uh, I Don't Like Hate, or something right. like that. <laughs> And then the next song, this like group of guys with like long hair and tats and stuff, just like come out on stage, and the, yeah. the like main bit of the chorus was "Put your middle fingers up." <laughs> <laughs> it was great. Yeah, that's great. What a whiplash. <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, so then they were from they were Finnish as well, actually. Okay. So yeah, maybe it was um, just Lordy without their masks on. <laughs> yeah, maybe it was. Um, and then yeah, the guys from Italy who won, they. They looked like they were going to be like a weird circusy, like carnival okay. rock metal sort of glam rock band sort yeah. of thing. But they were just a bit like seventies, a bit Royal Blood esque. Okay, like it was actually a pretty good song. Yeah, but I mean, the, like Graham Norton was going right. Get ready, guys. There's another heavy metal band <laughs> coming. Uh, don't know how we're going to react to this. It's like, really? It's just like pretty standard rock, so isn't good. it? Yeah, I love that. Like any time a guitar comes out on yeah, stage, they're like, yeah. what do we do? Yeah, he's got long hair and a tattoo. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Shield your children. He doesn't look like he conforms. <laughs> yeah. yeah, literally. Oh, that's so yeah, good. Yeah, so that was uh, yeah, quite funny. It does annoy me that it gets such a, a weird like freak show sort of yes. uh, taboo sort of thing mm-hmm. just because it's not pop. I yeah. Know. It's a bit silly. It is silly. But speaking of um, freak shows, <laughs> we've been listening to an album this week. <laughs> nice segue. Yeah, we have. We've been listening to the band Disturbed. We have. And their debut album. Who, again, are, are listed as heavy metal. But yes. unless they change their sound throughout their career, I wouldn't call this album heavy metal. No. Would you? No, this is a... F- I mean, it came out in 2000, right, this album? It did. It came out March 7th, 2000. It sounds like a 2000 post-grunge. Like, maybe kind of yeah. down the line of new metal as well, I'd say. Like, there's a bit of yeah, new metal in, in some of the stuff. Yeah, it's definitely... I mean, it's got a lot of corn-esque yes, it does. stuff in it. Yes. But yeah, I agree with you. Not, not metal. No. I mean, maybe they change as they yeah. go through their career. What did you know about Disturbed and the album The Sickness before this? Uh, genuinely nothing. I knew the song Down With The Sickness, though it turns out, we'll talk about it shortly, I'd never heard the full version of Down With The Sickness before. Oh, yeah, you'd heard the, I'd heard the, the radio better version. Yes, the better <laughs> yeah. version is how I will also say it. But yeah, that was it. I knew that song. I knew Prayer. I know they did a cover of a Phil Collins song. I know they did a cover mm-hmm. of Sound Of Silence. But it's, it, it's sorry, I don't want to. Oh, it's not Phil Collins. It's nicotine, but it's Genesis, not Genesis. Not specifically sorry, Phil Collins, yeah. sorry. Um, yes, and that was it. I think I know those singles, like those those yeah. four, like genuine, just one songs by them. Um, yeah, I think they they obviously like they're quite a big band in their yes. sphere, and I think when they did Sound of Silence, they seemed to like temporarily be mm. the talk of the town almost. Like yes. I remember being at one of Bex's friend's weddings and I was sat next to the bride's auntie at dinner. Yeah. And she brought up the fact that Disturbed had done this <laughs> amazing cover of Sound of Silence. Yeah. And I was like, bloody hell, yeah. like, this is permeating, isn't it? Yeah, uh, yeah. 
it really did for a while out of nowhere yeah yeah what about you are you yeah from this album i knew the sickness of course um and uh, sorry down with the sickness um i think i had heard stupefy before okay i knew that they'd done a, a tears for fears cover as well i didn't realize it was on this album but i knew that they'd done that got you okay um i don't know an, another couple of singles that they've got a song called inside the fire which is really good okay <laughs> um but uh yeah that, so i didn't really know too much no so uh i mean should we do a quick bit of background on them yeah let's do that so they formed in 1994 mm-hmm. um though this is their debut album coming yeah. out in 2000 at this point and i think from the beginning uh the lineup was david draymond on vocals dan donegan on guitars mm-hmm. steve how are we saying steve's surname just quack yeah I, yeah unless it's k-mac unless he's like a yeah uh, but no it it's must k-m-a-k i mean yeah it's, uh, is the K Kmack, silent? Surely. Mac? Oh, it could, could be Steve Mac, yeah. Uh, he's also got a stage name of Fuzz. There you go, let's call yeah. him that. Nope, let's call him yeah. Fuzz. <laughs> let's call him Fuzz. And then Mike Wengren on drums. So yep. that was there. Um, I'm pretty sure that's just been their lineup. Um, yeah, I think they've like changed one. I think they've got a different basis now. That's the only difference, I think. Steve. Oh, David Draymond actually wasn't a founding member. What? I've just had a look at the timeline. Oh. They had a vocalist called Eric Awalt uh, for the first couple of years. Okay, what did Dave, What did David Draymond do? He wasn't in the band. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> I he, just the guy that stood at the back, tambourine. <laughs> he just made uh, noises Yeah, he did the mouth, noises, which yeah. <laughs> he so, sort of still does. Yeah, he kind of does. <laughs> yeah, so uh, as we said, they're sort of listed as uh, heavy metal-ish, but uh, mm. I guess at this point, metal was new metal, I guess. Yeah, true. So they started off as a band called... Brawl, I heard. Yes. And then they changed it to Disturbed and they did a, a three-track demo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, then eventually, I guess in 1999, they recorded this and it, it came out March 2000. Yeah. Um, and it did really well. It's their highest-selling album ever, mm-hmm. but it's actually their lowest-charting album. Yeah, it's that weird thing we've come across so many times now. So they've now done seven albums and except the one that came out in 2018, they've all debuted at number one. Mm. But this one only made it to number 29. Yeah. This is all in America. Yeah, of course. Not everywhere. But um, but it's sold five million copies in the US. Yeah. I mean, it must be because Which of Down With The Sickness. I guess it's just like a legacy right? thing. Yeah. yeah. I think so, yeah. It must be because... That must just be like a... It was probably well-received at the time, but not huge. And then... They got a big fan base, and then by the time they did a second album, they got to number one. But this one's probably just still selling. Yeah, of I course. Guess. People going back to find out. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I think you're probably right. That must be how it happened. Yeah. I mean, it's. I guess it's. I said it's like the usual, but it's the opposite. We normally find that people's best-selling, best-charting album sells the sells less than their. And now this mm. time we have the worst. They're like worst-charting album sells the best. Yeah. Strange, isn't it? It is very strange. Yeah. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. No, it doesn't. So yeah, so it got to number twenty nine in America. Santana Supernatural was number oh, one. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. It was actually quite an interesting top ten at that point. Bearing in mind it's two thousand, there wasn't really like, if you look at the top ten, you wouldn't be able to tell what kind of music is popular. Okay. Because the top ten was Santana, Bone Thugs and Harmony, yeah, Smashing Pumpkins, Dr Dre, Beanie Siegel, Beanie Siegel. Not a clue. Uh, 
then Steely Dan, ACDC, <laughs> Macy Gray, Cisco, and Kid Rock. Jesus Christ. You'd be like, what, what, what is America wanting at the yeah, moment? Yeah. A bit of everything. <laughs> Just everything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it got to number 102 in the UK. Uh, Travis was number one at the time. Oh, okay. Produced by Johnny Kay, uh, who just basically seems to have worked with everyone in that sort of post-grunge industrial oh, okay. rock genre. I mean, he... Oh, yeah. He worked... This was one of his early albums, but he's worked with Soil, Machine Head, Finger yeah. Alone, Mushroom Head, Drowning Pool. Uh, weirdly, he did the uh, the big album with Plain White Tees, Every Second Counts. Okay. Um, he did... St- he's done work with Stained, and mm-hmm. he's worked with Megadeth. Um, yeah. Just yeah. A, lot of those, a lot of those bands. Weirdly, for like... I mean, it is a big album in terms of legacy and, and part of a genre and stuff, but there was weirdly not much about it Yeah. in terms of articles compared to similar sort of period albums we've listened to. Yeah, I agree with you. It was hard to find... Especially because it's just turned... Well, it's just turned 21, so it, it would have turned 20 last year. You'd think there'd be some sort of like going back to it articles looking mm. back at it and, and things yeah we normally come yeah, across can... like a re-evaluating this 20 years later or that sort of thing yeah and, yeah exactly. and I, I didn't find anything at all no i did find a um a really interesting review from rolling stone they oh. gave it three stars of course same as never mind yeah because that's all they ever give anything but it, it's just quite a quite interesting look at at the 2000s yeah, exactly, and and what new metal was. Yeah, I will read part of it to Please you. Do. They say heavy heavy metal used to be a pure daydream, a free floating matrix of fantasy that any band could plug into. Now, under the guise of heavy metal, it is a recovered memory seminar, an egotistical mess, all about I I I. Common words pop up: numb, torture, enemy. Two of which are song titles from this album. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and the voice of new metal is the wine. I mean, they might be right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what. Uh, it's what quite they, interesting. What do they mean? Heavy metal used to be like acceptable by anyone, or whatever the hell they're talking about. What's that they about? They say it used to be a pure daydream that any band could plug into. No, yeah, they I, fucking I couldn't. No. Any band no. could plug into heavy metal, could they? I don't think they could. <laughs> Nonsense. You're furious at that. <laughs> I fucking roll it. Just who writes these reviews? People that have never listened to metal music. Probably. I mean, I did see like David Draymond has been nominated mm. like best vocalist like he or like listed to not nominated but like you know the 40th best metal vocalist of all time and stuff like that so really i feel like he's certainly um like revered as as a metal singer i don't know if disturbed yeah. have ever been on any you know best lists or anything but i think he no, is no i mean they've they've been nominated for two grammys um mm. one for inside the fire uh, for best hard rock performance and then actually for the sound of silence uh, for best of rock course. performance, yeah. Um, so no, nothing until sort of mid to late in their career, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of interesting, isn't it? Yeah. I don't know. They seem like one of those bands. Like this isn't necessarily me saying if I like them or not. But <laughs> listening to this album, they seem like one of those bands that should be sort of in that realm of like Creed and Nickelback. I was about to say the exact people same like thing. universally like jokingly hate them, mm-hmm. but. Do you know what I mean? Like, but, they, but they sell out arenas. Exactly. Like, yeah, they sell millions and millions and millions of records and probably make an insane amount of money. But generally, like those bands, people go, oh, yeah, they're awful, aren't they? Like, yeah. That's the general consensus. Mm-hmm. And I, 
I feel like Disturbed should be on that list. I do as well, but maybe we should talk about the album and then it might come across why we think that as opposed to this yeah, uh, okay. top. So should I give a rundown of the tracks and then we'll jump in? Please do. Okay, yes. so we've got Voices, The Game, Stupefy, Down With The Sickness, Violence Fetish, Fear, Numb, Want, Conflict, Shout 2000, Drop In Plates... <laughs> And meaning of life. Yes. Yeah, we do. Yes, we do. I'll, I'll quickly say, I meant to bring it up a second ago, because we, one of the first things we noticed when we picked this album last week is how hideous mm-hmm. the cover is. We don't often talk about album covers. That's true, yeah. The but the album cover hit. Yeah, I saw that it's meant to be the sickness being birthed, apparently. that The, the, the strange man is the oh. sickness, and that's him being oh, birthed. God. It's fucking disgusting. Uh, yeah. So just in case anybody wants to look up the album cover, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> It is. Uh, okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah, I've, I've never... I sort of knew it in my head, that cover, but I've never actually looked at it mm-hmm. before. No, I sort of just thought it was a photo of a man from above, yeah, yeah, but yeah. it's really not. No, it's, it's um, gross. It's like that yeah, scene in yeah. Ace Ventura when he comes out of the rhino, <laughs> is what it looks like in Ace Ventura. You know Ventura. what? I've never seen Ace Ventura. Oh, okay. Well, in the sequel of Ace Ventura, there is a scene where mm. he is trying to spy on someone inside a mechanical rhino. And mm-hmm. it gets too hot because it malfunctions and he, he has to come right. out of its rear end and it looks like right, it's okay. giving birth to Jim Carrey. And it looks exactly like this. Well, so if you want to oh, okay, YouTube that later, you'll see exactly what I'm talking about. <laughs> Have you seen Jim Carrey doing his Meshuggah impression? No. <laughs> Is it spot on? <laughs> he like, he, yeah, he does this thing on some chat show. I can't remember which one it was, but he uh, just talks about heavy metal and he... He does this impression of the guy from Meshuggah. It's, it's pretty amazing. Oh, I would imagine going to a Meshuggah show and Jim Carrey stood there. God, the best. <laughs> yeah, okay. So let's get straight into voices, shall we? Let's. So how are we going to do this, Rich? Do we want to talk up top about the things that permeate the album and then, you know, bit by bit? Or do you want to go song yeah. by song and, and it'll come together, obviously, those things as we no, talk right, about song. Let, let's just talk about what's prevalent pretty much so, in every song and okay. then see if there's anything else to talk about. <laughs> okay, that sounds great. Uh, so let's start by talking about his voice. Yes. Because you just mentioned him as, as being listed on some lists and things. Do you like his voice? So I don't think I realised until this week that I don't really like his voice. I've yeah. always sort of thought... I'd ne- I've never really liked the um, the... The, you know, the iconic, ooh, wah, percussive stuff yeah. that he does. But yeah. having now listened to a whole album and how much mm. he does it and how much random stuff he does it, yeah. like the, this song starts with him saying the word so, but instead of saying the word so, he goes, swah, <laughs> like that. Swah. <laughs> and like every time he says so, the word so, <laughs> instead he yeah. goes, swah. This like, yeah. and like, he's got this, his voice is really operatic, I think, is a good way to put it. Like, he's got, like, this quite, like... When he sings normally, he's got that almost Howard Jones, like, baritone, you know, like, oh, yeah. commanding... Like if you hear, listen to him in Sound of Silence. Yeah, exactly. It's miles away from yeah. this. Yeah, and there's one song in the middle of this where he it kind of is him just doing a normal, you know, vocal performance. Mm. And I really, mm-hmm. I, quite, I really like that, like, you know, baritone, commanding, like, oh, yeah. kind of voice. And I don't necessarily always hate his shout. Sometimes his scream has a quality that I quite like. But the way that he's really percussive might be a good way to put it. Yeah. Like he's very, yeah. sometimes it sounds like he's scatting. Yes. And then all yeah. of the lyrics, there's so many lyrics in every song that it sounds like he's just going like, like just nonstop, constant. And it just builds up. I think that's one of the things that really makes it 
difficult to listen to this album for me is because he's got that really like stabby staccato way yes. of singing that nothing seems catchy and mm-hmm. you also can't tell what he's saying half the time yes. because he's like like if I mean if I read I don't know the first sentence of their Wikipedia in his voice. It'd be like, "That's like they said they'd be American now." Like, what? What are you saying? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, uh, yeah, I agree with you. That that's a good way. You know, that word you've just used is the, quite a good way to describe the entire band, which is staccato. They don't seem yeah. to like long notes in any in any form. No. Like, no. I'll, I'll admit that some of the choruses have quite nice melodies, like quite big, mm. catchy, yeah. but. Between the guitar and the drums and the vocals, it's just like like nothing ever lasts more than one beat. That's actually true, yeah. And it just like it overwhelms you, like you know, like yeah. the, the guitar riff is playing exactly with the bass drum, and they're just going and he's over the top going. It's like fucking hell! Someone just hold a note for more than one beat. Yeah, yeah, and it's strange because of he's doing all those things with his voices, but then he often just dips into yes. a regular word mm. in a sentence. Yeah. It's almost like, like I don't know, if you think a few weeks back, we were probably saying similar things about Serge, Serge. in yep. System of Down, yep. but we were praising it very highly. Yes. And I, so there's obviously something about this, because I, I think there is a, a sort of System of Downness about them. Yeah. And about him a little bit. But we love that, and I didn't love this i don't know if it's because and and i'll also say just as a side note like i feel like michael jackson has quite a percussive voice sometimes in the way he you know like he does ad-libs and stuff yeah yeah but but he drops into it and drops out of it and obviously he's you know michael jackson so he sounds like michael jackson but i think with surge the word you used when we listened to system of a down was conviction was that it sounds like surge is like you know what i mean it sounds like he's just going to try something and every song is different and you get a different side mm-hmm. of his like weird schizophrenic voice. And sometimes mm-hmm. it is like really, really fast and really frantic and then he'll just start screaming and Darren will be yeah. behind him like screaming as well. But with with David, it feels like, I don't know why, and it's probably not fair like you've just said, but it feels really gimmicky to me. It feels like yeah. it feels like someone said, oh, rock singers use, have gravelly voices. And he's like, but I, I <laughs> yeah. normally sound like this. And they're like, no, it's not going to work. <laughs> okay, I'm not talking like this. Like, it's fucking... Just singing your normal voice. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's spot on. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, what is with the the sort of percussive ad-libbing? I, I can't can't get into it. No, I can't. I can't. Like, I guess I wouldn't mind it. No, I mean, I would mind it because I hate it. But I don't understand why it extends to words, to, to normal English words. You know what I mean? Exactly, Like, yeah. if you just did, like, a Michael Jackson, you know, like, the... the yeah. Like that stuff that's just like yeah. non nonsense, but it's not. He'll do a bit of that, and then he'll try and say the word "so." If you think, uh, probably around the same sort of time, uh, what's the corn song with the oh, uh, "Freak on a Leash"? But that's like a section, and yes. it sort of makes sense. And I mean, corn are weird enough in their own ways that yes. it sort of works anyway. Mm. But he, yeah, he's just doing it as like a. It's almost he's he's actually got quite a, like a, a hip hop style. Yes to how he approaches songs as well because he like sometimes announces them and um yeah like with those ad libs like i feel like it's sort of like a a rapper like ghosting like before a track or like over someone else's rap as well but he's just instead of ghosting he's just going rap 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 
Yeah. Like, which which is very strange. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's a few bits on this album where I thought, and I've written it down in my notes, where, you know, Jack Black sometimes takes the piss, like in, in um, Tribute, when he does that, that bit. Yeah. It sounds like he's doing that, except serious. Like, he's not, yeah. you know what I mean? He's not a comedy. So, like, yeah. and it's just like, what are you doing? Okay, so that's, that's good that we've talked about his voice. <laughs> And his voices, because we're talking about the song voices. Yes. Um, there's also another thing that's prevalent on the album is that they he uses repetition so much. And, mm-hmm. like, obviously song, like, vocals are generally based on repetition. I'm not an idiot. But <laughs> instead of, like, rhyming stuff and having melodies that rhyme and repeat sounds, he just, like, repeats words with not really in sentences. Yes, yes, yeah. It'll be like a, yeah. it'll be like one phrase and then a different line and then the same phrase. So he's just rhyming the same phrase with the same phrase. Like the verse of this exactly. is like it's, it always ends with "listen to me." So he's just rhyming "listen to exactly, me" with yeah. "listen to me." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Which we, which isn't exactly great lyric writing, is it? It has that. Some of it really has that hate breed esque. Stop picking on mm. me. Feel to yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. It's difficult to figure out what he's singing about on this album. Yeah, I agree. I think sometimes. There's a lot about like mental health. Yes, maybe, that's but what I've a seen. A lot of it seems to just be like about toxic relationships, maybe. Yeah. Okay, so let's just talk about voices, like okay. the actual song rather than yeah. his voices. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think it's quite a strange way to like it's a it's a cool way to open an album, but it's a strange way to open this album because you get those quite nice guitar soundings things, yeah. and then the drums like fade in, <laughs> and for the first like ten seconds, it doesn't really sound like disturbed, and yeah. then. And then suddenly the Disturbed song starts. Yeah, it is quite off. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. It was, uh, I wasn't ready for it. I was like, oh, what am I getting yeah. here? And then, no, it just starts with a da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da where everything is matched yeah. and just matched and just and it yeah. just never stops. There's also a lot of beeps and boops going on. Yeah, there's lots of it's just synths. a sign yeah. of it being around 2000s. the year 2000. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's a very a very programmed sort of thing that would have happened around then. Yeah, I mean, it's got a pretty catchy chorus, this one. Yeah, like, like again, they kind of do. Relative to the rest of the album. Yeah, like, e- you know, yeah, even if he is saying lots of words quite often, um, this is one of the choruses where they actually kind of go mildly into big chords, but not, you know, yeah. not like one chord per bar, sort of like dan, 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 dan. So you yeah. get a bit of chords, but still not much. And he's doing an actual melody rather yeah. than just going... <laughs> like a little machine gun. Yeah, exactly. He is a little machine gun. And then the second song starts, and it's yep. just synths just and synth. bass drum pounding, <laughs> and then like some actual clean vocals. Yeah. And then again, it's like... And then Disturbed comes in. Yeah. And it starts just like barking at you. Yeah. Yeah, this the start of this. He, he mildly, I keep thinking he's Corey Taylor every time I listen to it. When he's just doing that kind of like spoken over the synth, I'm like, why yeah. is Corey Taylor snuck into this disturbed album? Um, yeah. But yeah, like you say, then then it just cuts into normal, and he does that rat rat like. Yeah. Why? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know why that helps at all. And no. The same thing about the word "so" from the the previous song. Where in the chorus when he's pronouncing the word. Like when he's saying, is she insane? Yeah. It, he's going like, she yeah. insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't just say, is she? Don't, you don't have I to. Know. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, I know it's Let overplayed. The word is. is one is, sentence. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. Should we quickly talk about the guitar? I know I sort of said staccato earlier, but like it is. Mm. Like a lot of it is just like. And this, I mean, like you don't have to play really complicated riffs, but. For like twelve songs, it's basically just like dun 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 dun, dun some sort of variation of like a 
with either completely just open strings or maybe he'll like hit two notes like yeah and it's just that for 12 songs i will say in his defense he he does use harmonics really he does we will talk about that in down with the sickness particularly like some of the stuff yeah when he's playing harmonics or like there's a verse riff later on which is like yeah yeah like there's yeah. some stuff where he's a playing couple of moments. Like, how is he hitting those notes yeah. like within uh, alongside the like yeah so yeah there's, there's some cool stuff and there's a couple of riffs later on which i really was drawn to and i think it genuinely is because it sounds like a completely different band yes um and it, i mean it sounds like a very specific band one that i like yeah um, <laughs> So, but yeah, it's just generally, yeah, you're right. It's it's quite a lot of that. And the bass, what I did like about this album is that there's a lot of room for the bass. Yes. And it's really high in the mix. He's, I think he's doing some more interesting things than the guitar. Often. Yeah, he is. There's, there's, um, like you say, because the bass, the guitar and the bass drum are normally matched up, going dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. It gives, sometimes it gives room for the bass to be like, do-do-do-do-do-do, like really. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, it's it's nice. But I just feel... I just feel bad for him. I reckon. I reckon he's a good player. I reckon. I just like maybe he just like yeah. I reckon he just like you know. I just feel like maybe this is his favorite type of playing. I don't know. I'm just absolutely speculating. Maybe. Being a, being a twat basically, but I just. I mean, you should you should listen to the song Inside the Fire because he that's the thing. absolutely shreds in that maybe, and he yeah. does like a massive solo and everything. I so I think it's solos. probably partly just a band finding their sound. I mean, it yeah. is their debut album, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. Maybe I'm just being unfair and later on, like you say, maybe they get fully metal later on and it's like... Like, you know. (laughs) Possibly. Possibly. And then over the top, it's just a man going... (laughs) The bridge in this song, I'm just going to read you the lyrics from the bridge from the song The Game. Please do. Um, He says... Ramidi mama badi ma, Ramidi mama dindo, Ramidi mama badi ba, Ramidi mama badi mo. Yep, that's the lyrics. Yeah, that's this good, is this is where it? my Jack Black note was. I've written yeah. another bloody scat solo in the bridge. Yeah, I mean, why? Like, just leave it mute. Like, just have an instrumental bridge. Yeah. What is that adding? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Christ alive. Um. I will say this is this is I think it's worth bringing up. This is the first time in the album that he mm. has a song ostensibly about a woman and uses the word bitch, but it is not, not the last. Not the last time. No. no, it's not, and we will talk about that as we go. But my God, like that is yeah, it's a, not not fun. No, it's not fun. Sure, is there anything else you want to say about this song? No, thanks. Let's go to Stupefy. No, no thanks. Stupefy. <laughs> oh, the lyrics in this. Oh, the lyrics in this. I don't really remember. I think I've probably just blocked them out slightly. Well, I'll read you a couple of lines from the verse if you like. Yeah, please do. Please do, yeah. I've been waiting my whole life for just one fuck. And all I needed oh, was just one song, yeah, fuck. Yeah. That's basically, that's my in- imitation of the vocal yeah. melody of this song. It's, it's very good. Yeah. I mean, you're not distorted and unintelligible enough. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> so fuck. Otherwise, pretty good. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Again, that's just repetition. Like, that's not clever. It, you're just rhyming the same word over and over and over mm. again. And then I think once in the second verse, he uses the word luck yeah. instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I mean, I don't know. Is, is there something to be gained from just repeating lines as opposed to telling a story? I don't no. know. Not especially not not when you say they're like mostly no. unintelligible anyway. So like, it really doesn't matter. This is one of the ones you mentioned that has like a fucking spoken word intro where it's like uh, starts with this yeah. like slow 
go like groovy thing and he's like bring we're bringing you another disturbing creation <laughs> it's like jesus yeah. christ what from you... the mind of another disturbed creature yeah. <laughs> it's fucking stupid yeah it, it is a bit but the thing is with as soon as those chords hit in the intro the chords and then there's like a bit of a synthy riff over yeah. them as well there's something quite singly about that yeah absolutely like the the sound of those chords i don't know what it is at all i can't put my finger on it but it mm-hmm. this sounds like something oh right this is a, a big one also that's a that's a good point do you find it weird that you've got a 12 song album and they just put the four singles at songs one two three four <laughs> that's a weird decision isn't it yep sure is who's doing like i can't think of another album where it's just completely front stacked with singles no, the and then just album tracks i'll tell you what i do like in this i'll tell you what i do like is yeah the bridge the interlude when it drops down to being really eastern like an eastern, and, he's, and he's singing yeah. in hebrew that's yeah. such a cool feel and i wish they just sounded like that all the time i wish they were this like eastern yeah. sounding band because it's so such a good and he sounds great singing in hebrew like with his you know full-on operatic voice and yeah. i'm just like oh and here it we drops go from that into like a couple of bars of this really like affected alice in chains style riff yep and it certainly like, oh, does okay no these guys are doing something but then no it just goes back to yeah Storm business as usual <laughs> There is, again, it's like the chorus has like a catchy quality to it, mm-hmm. but you just you just can't sing along to him. No, because it's about a hundred lyrics. It's like, Jesus like Christ. I, I physically can't fit all those words in. No. So how do you expect me to enjoy the chorus yeah. as you would with it's any weird, other band? And I can't imagine an arena of people going, you know what I mean? No. No. Uh, oh. I feel like I've gone down with the sickness, Kyle. Yeah, well, the album's not going to help, Rich. Um, no, it's not. I mean, it, it's a very iconic opening, this, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, of course it is. Them toms. Um, yeah, and, and credit where credit's due, having those toms and then like the... Yeah. And then the muted riff and then yeah. it all kicks in. Like, it's a good op- opening. Yeah, it certainly is. This is where I get my... If someone says, what do, dis- what do Disturbed sound like? This is where I hear it. That's exactly what I Disturbed yeah. sound like in my head. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the main riff. And then the, when it goes to the chorus... Uh, sorry, when it goes to the verse, it's literally just that, but just one note. So it's just... Dun, 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 yeah. dun, dun, just that, isn't it? Yeah, it surely is. Um, but then, as you said, harmonics-wise, the chorus is amazing. Oh, like it's fucking great. Yeah, how is he doing that? I know. It's, it's so really clean, cool. just every time. Yeah, absolutely. It's quite Wes Borlandy, isn't it? It's Some very Wes Borlandy. Like yeah, it really is. Yeah, yeah. and I am um, here for it. So, as you mentioned earlier, there's a, a radio version of this song. Yes. And there's obviously the uh, the album version of this song. Yes. And I, if this was the radio version, I'd be like, hands down, it's the best song in the album. Yep. But. I hate that bridge. It's so, so bad. Yes, I've written that it's one of the worst things I think I've ever heard. And I am glad I've never heard it before now and I never want to listen to it again. Like, I don't understand why you'd think that would be a good element of a song. No, I don't know why anybody signed off on it. Anybody involved with this album... Like must have listened to this like countless times while they were mi- like recording and then editing and then mixing and at no point mm. was anyone like, should we get rid of that? 
Yeah, it's, it's just him whining for a minute and a half. It's, it's like a kid having a tantrum, isn't it? He's just yeah. And like apparently, so apparently the the sickness, the 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 mother that he's talking about is yeah. is the world. Apparently, it's society. Apparently, this song uh. is about yeah. Apparently, it's about uh, lyrically, it's about society portrayed as the mother and its fascist tendencies and how it if it becomes too much, people will fight back. So that's apparently him fighting back against the you know society. But wow. under the guise of him shouting, no, mummy, don't do it, mummy. Like, yeah, don't hit me, mummy. I'll be a good little boy. So bad. Like, I can't yeah. even fathom anybody that's never heard this version before. If you're like, I've heard Down With The Sickness hundreds of times and I've never heard him <laughs> talking about his mum. Like, go and listen to the album version. It's dreadful. Yeah. Because, Kyle, there's there's a band called Rage Against the Machine. Oh, okay. And they, they do a lot of fighting against society and, okay. and conformity. Sure. I, I don't think they sound as shit as this. <laughs> not, I think not they're actually the quite good. I think so, yeah. Should we have a quick side so, note? Have you seen all this stuff? Um, there was another one recently, but uh, like I feel like every few months there's a big news story about how loads of right-wing people in America are like hmm. mad that someone from Rage Against the Machine posts something political. <laughs> have you ever seen this? like every few months tom morello like posts on instagram and it's just someone on twitter who's like oh you guys used to be great but now that you're all woke i'm never going to listen to your albums again (laughs) it's like what are you talking about (laughs) just look at the name of their band (laughs) like what are you talking about um and then we get onto a song with a terrible name violence fetish yeah oh god i just hate this name yeah the song's not even that bad but it's just a terrible name Um, it really is it sort of feels like Jonathan Davis corn a bit mm-hmm. in the in the opening. Yeah. Um and the guitars sound a bit more new metally than just did din 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 din. Yeah. <laughs> uh which is I mean it's got this I've I've said that I really like the pre-chorus in this but I can't really remember it. Oh, I don't know if I know it. I, I guess it's because he's actually singing. singing like there is an actual like sustained chord That's underneath. That's the thing. Every time it happens. And some like ding ding ding. Yeah. Um and he's doing a, a nice vocal melody. And it's like, oh, okay. Like, these guys can do it. They're yeah. just obviously choosing not to, which is probably worse. Yeah. <laughs> like, if if that's all you're capable of, then go for it. But if yeah, you can do other stuff, but you're like, no, no, we're going to stick to this bullshit, yeah. then, <laughs> then I have even less respect for you. Yes, absolutely. So there's another thing about this song that really grinds my gears. What's that? It's that in the second verse, I mean, we've just talked about it, and I'm going to go back and read some choice lyrics, but the second yeah. verse of this song has the following lines. We're living mm. in a violent society. Well, my brother, let me show you a better way. And this is directly after the song with the bridge that says the following lines. <laughs> why don't you, why don't you just fuck off and die? Why can't you just fuck off and die? <laughs> are you uh, are you calling a bit of hypocrisy here, Kyle? Mildly, yes. And then the bridge in this song just feels like it's just tacked on, like it just appears and then disappears mm-hmm. as if it's a completely different thing. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of like, again, I kind of like the chorus in this one, the bring the violence. It's significant. Yeah. Like, I guess because you can actually slightly sing it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Uh, okay, let's get on to fear because we, we need to get through these songs. We really do. We've been here an hour. <laughs> We're not even halfway through the album. <laughs> so... It starts with what sounds like the GTA loading music, this song. Yeah. Like, the pre- before the song. And, like, it's fine. It just follows, like, a very similar formula to the rest of it. This is sort of the point where, like, I was really trying to have, 
like an objective talking point for every single song yeah. <laughs> and then this by this song like and i think i still managed it after this song but this song i for, for whatever reason was just like yeah i mean it's just like the same as the rest it there's nothing specific no there's not it's literally just yeah there's a, there's what a whole I will say about this song yeah is that if you skip to two minutes 20 around yeah. there every so often it really sounds like you can hear the click track in your right ear. Oh, give me that. 220, Which I'm say. sure it's not, but it really sounds like it. It's difficult to tell because it's a quite thick, distorted section, yeah. but when you're you listen, listening to it in headphones, it, like, it just sounds like maybe there's a click track yeah. in there. I don't know. <laughs> they forgot to turn it off. Yeah. Um, oh, also, yeah. there's a point later on where there's like a five-beat, because he does like these stabs vocally, mm-hmm. he almost creates like a polyrhythm because right. he's doing like a, a vocal melody that's five stabs, but then it's under like it's over the top of four four music. So there's almost like Uh-oh. this strange polyrhythm. They're going basically on. Tool. They are basically Tool. Well, I mean, it's interesting you should say that because the next song sounds like Tool. It does. Is this the one that you were saying that it sounds like something else? Yeah, this is one that I actually quite like because yeah, it's no, like it's a pretty good song, isn't it? Yeah, it's like it's all slow. There's just a slow groove, and he's singing normally, like for the most part. You know, yeah. I don't. I think the bridge is a bit hit and miss for me. I don't really like that bit, but for the most part, yeah. this is just like a regular song where he just sounds like a normal guy having a normal yeah. day singing, and I and I yeah. like it. I'm here for it. It's got like a bit of an angsty sort of grungy feel, and then, yes, yeah, very grungy, Tool esque verse. Yeah. And it also sounds a little bit like Evanescence in the chorus. Yeah, that chorus is big, 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 big. Yeah, exactly. You created yeah. a raft with the main. That, uh, that bridge riff is basically Hand of Doom by Black Sabbath. Yeah. <laughs> which, I mean, these are all elements that I very much enjoy. Yeah, absolutely. Like when you've, you're halfway through an album, you're not enjoying, and then you get to listen to basically another band. You're like, yeah. oh, okay, well, this is good. Yeah. And it's just ridiculous that it's like one song right in the middle. It's like track seven all of a sudden. I'm like, whoa, here we go. And yeah. Then, like if the like, rest of the album, imagine if the rest of the album was like this. Absolutely. We'd be, we'd be we'd, talking a very different yeah, story. Yeah, we fucking would. We'd never be saying all the shit we're saying. Yeah, it's a good song. It's uh, a good song. How do you feel about Want? Less good. Less good. Yeah. What about Fine. you? Fine. How do you feel about the next song? We've got to get through them. Let's go. <laughs> um, <sighs> I think the opening of this song sounds like creed because okay. it starts with this radio-y voice underneath yeah. some like noises and stuff it's basically like 20 seconds of almost silence and then just this really big vocal thing like explodes and that just feels like something that that creed would do on like you're absolutely right yeah freedom fighter or or i don't know Something yeah. around the weathered some, some era. Weathered, yeah. yeah, something from weathered, absolutely. Yeah, yeah absolutely right. It she wants me. <laughs> but then he ruins it by going... Yeah, it's ridiculous, isn't it? Uh, and then this is the one with with that like really cool verse riff where it's like... Yeah, which is cool. He has a, I think yeah, he has we, a whammy pedal, which we've not come across much. Maybe Dimebag had one on okay. the Pantera album. Yeah. But that thing where you can, like, Tom Morello uses it all the time, where you jump, mm-hmm. you can jump up like an octave or two octaves, and you can hear it go, whoo! Yeah. Like, you like the yeah. killing in the name solo, basically. He uses that, and it's uh, interesting. Yeah, yeah, it's good. Um, I've also, almost made an, not almost, also made a note on this song. He sort of 
like it sounds like he's putting on an accent half the time. Yeah. Like I've never heard him in an interview, so I don't know what he actually sounds like. But yeah. like on this song, he sounds like he's trying to be Benji from Skindred. Yes. And I'm yes. sure that that's not his real voice. No. I, I think I know what you mean. I've written the same thing somewhere in the, on the album. I think I had a similar like notion that, oh, wait a minute, this sounds like he's trying to do the Benji thing. Yeah. But um, However, well. this song does have something that I really like, oh. but it only lasts for four seconds. <laughs> the section where he's saying, savour the addiction, savour the affliction, savour me, savour me. It's like the sort of post-bridge into the yes. last chorus. I think that's a really cool, like, descending... I think it's just really nice, mm-hmm. but it doesn't come back. Like, it's yeah. not just like a general pre-chorus. It just happens that one time, seemingly. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Conflict. Conflict. I've got some lyrics this time to read out. Yes. Come on. Because the lyrics in this song are just pull it surprise winning, Kyle. <laughs> okay. He's, uh, you know, he's going heavily on the word enemy here. Just a bit. What can you rhyme the word enemy with? Well, I'll tell you. You can say, you are enemy. You are my hated enemy. I am enemy. Number one rated enemy. I'm labelled enemy. I am your mortal enemy. My actions, enemy. Makes me your bitter enemy. <laughs> but don't don't stop there, Rich, because then the chorus kicks in. All the while, all around the world, enemy. They're tearing up the ground, enemy. <laughs> They're drawn in by the yeah. sound, enemy, enemy. I must eliminate my enemy. <laughs> and it's just got some weird DJ scratching over the top as yeah. well, which isn't even like good DJ scratch it's not like they've got DJ Lethal doing his there. fucking whip 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 it's yeah there's, yeah there's there's not much to to shout about on this song is there on this album Rich I think you mean on this album oh sorry sorry that, that's what I meant yeah that's what I meant but we can't um, shout about the next song we shout 2000 <laughs> fucking what a terrible name for a song yeah they're like right we're, we've uh, we've brought this song up to date what should we call it well it's the year 2000 <laughs> <laughs> of course uh, so I didn't know I don't really know Tears for Fears I know Everybody oh, Wants right. to Rule the World which I like yeah. and I know Mad mm-hmm. World which I hate um, yeah I know you do yeah. but that's it those are did the only not, two Tears for Fears so you didn't actually know this song I never heard this song in my life no oh, I just I was like I was like this seems a bit weird like it still sounds a bit disturbed but it sounds not quite the same as everything else and yeah. then obviously once I like started looking into the album I was like oh they seem to do lots of covers and this is the cover uh, yeah. so is this is this what the original sounds like like just distorted you know yeah like melody wise it's oh, okay. like, shout shout let, let it all, it all out. Out. Like, yeah. I mean it's yeah it's exactly the same in that respect it just hasn't got distorted guitars underneath okay it. but I mean it's sort of works for their style of cover I get like, I don't know why they do so many covers it's no and I don't know why they would choose this song it's quite an no. interesting one to choose I quite like how towards the end it's got loads of overdubbed voices and, and layered yeah. vocals, probably because it's not something that they generally do. So it just seems like a new element, which is quite nice. Yeah, I will say, though, just to bring it down the old negative alley as usual. Yeah, um, yeah of course, yeah. There, So I saw that he changed a few lines and I kind of tried mm. to find them. And it's not very much, but as as seems to be typical, the original had the line, those one-track minds, they took you for a working boy. And he had to mm-hmm. change it, of course, to they took you for a walking, working whore. Because, like, oh, of, of course, course, yeah, of course, it did. Yeah. And then in the second verse, there's a fucking wonderful reference to bloody vanilla ice, um, <laughs> in which there's a line, uh, and in return, you gave them hell as cold as ice. And then the backup thing says, Now, bitch, your ice, ice baby. Because, wow, I mean, of course, it does quality lyric writing, quality lyric. Like, if you're going to change something, you've got to improve on it, <laughs> David. 
as much as I don't like this song, I sort of just want to keep talking about this one so we don't have to talk about <laughs> dropping plates. So I've written for dropping plates that, like, on an album of absolute fucking clunkers, this somehow manages yeah. to be the worst song. <laughs> it like it feels so much worse, doesn't it? Yeah, and I can't like that is unfathomable. If you told me before, like ten songs in, I'd be like, this can't get any worse. Well, I, I think it's because he starts the song by saying. Ha, well, here we go again. A little something <laughs> for your ear hole. <laughs> oh, that's and then great. he's basically trying to rap in the chorus. He yeah. cannot rap. Like, nope. Let's just say that. Yeah. Um, it sort of sounds like someone's trying to make a terrible body count song. Yes, it does. But it's just awful, this song. It really is. Like, it's got... Also, what, what does dropping plates mean? So apparently... Is it like a... Plates is apparently vinyl. So it's a song right. about how like people told us we couldn't make it, but now we're dropping plates on their ass. So it's like David Draymond oh. saying, like, oh, you thought we wouldn't make it, but here's my really successful record. Here's my but debut album. Yeah. For some reason, he decided to call it Dropping Plates. And fucking, yeah, again, shout, yeah. I'm dropping plates on your ass, bitch, repeatedly. Yeah. Like, oh, it's God. fucking awful. I can't believe. There are moments on this album that I can't believe the producer let them get away with. And this no. whole song is one of them. You know what I mean? Like Johnny K, it's all your fault. Like, you do, call I mean, you that's out. his job. Like, I get that it's their sound, but uh, like, you would have thought at least one time that he was going rat rat. Someone would have gone, maybe not. How how do you imagine they pitched that to a producer or a record company? Yeah, I, like, I don't so know. You've got this like really basic style of metal, but over <laughs> the top, our vocalist is just going to like start barking. How do you it's, feel about that? Yeah. Do you like um, really generic riffs with incomprehensible vocals? <laughs> because I've <laughs> that got... That sounds like myself five million copies. <laughs> yeah. And then go to number one, five albums in a row. I, I really... Let's just get on to this, the last song then, Meaning Let's... of Life. Oh, Jesus Christ. Um, so it starts the exact same way that the Shout cover starts. Yep. Um, just like... Ding, 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 yes. Ding, 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 ding. Um... I don't know anymore, Kyle. No. This this album is just... It's really done me in. Yeah. <laughs> I, by, the, by this point, I, I don't think I was thinking straight. No, well, we should say... Uh, like, it may, it's genuinely worth saying. We made a pact a long time ago, maybe after, like, the first few episodes, where we originally used to say, oh, how are you finding the week of listening to the albums? And we would, yeah. like, back and forth a bit, like, oh, you know, I'm enjoying it, or, like, it's quite tough this week or whatever. And we made a pact a long time ago that we wouldn't do that anymore. Because it's yeah, more fun to, keep, to come to the to keep come the more to the, magic for the yeah, podcast and like and like you know suss it out and see if we're on the same page or like you know have all these revelations. This week, yeah. you literally at the start of this week, you messaged me. Mm. You sent me a text saying, "Kyle, I think this album has done me in." <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I think it might have broken me. It's, yeah, uh, and like it's, it's bad. <laughs> yeah, it is. There's one thing I like in this song, Rich, and that's in the pre-chorus when he goes, "Give yeah. in, give in, decide." That like yeah, I love that bit because it's yeah. just chaotic and it's not catchy, but it's a really cool element. Yeah, yeah, that's it's the got bit that, that um, I highlighted from the song. That Benji thing. That what was that song? The Skindred song that we fucking loved, where he did that scream right at the end. Uh, uh, uh the beginning of sorrows. Yeah, beginning of sorrows. It's got that thing that we yeah. absolutely love, where it's just this scream of death at the end of a line. Yes, um, but yeah. around that, it's just another song, and then it just so it just finishes. Yeah, like, it just there's no yeah. sort of warning. There's not yeah, it just yeah, yeah, and that's yep. the end. It's just like oh yeah, and now that's the end of everything yeah. we've recorded. <laughs> yeah, like we just ran out of tape, <laughs> and that's that. So rich, it's not going on my hall of fame. Are <laughs> what? you surprised? I am. Yeah, I know. 
Yeah. Fuck. Okay. It's just, I mean, it's not good. Yeah. Like, in an objective sense, to me, it's not yeah. great. But it's not. It doesn't interest me. It doesn't feel like there's not a big opening track. There's not a big closing track. There's nothing really that sounds like a single. It mm-hmm. all just feels like this weird, incomprehensible stuff that's odd, but also really basic and average. Yeah. And I don't know how this led to them getting five number one albums and how this sold five million copies. Yeah, it's just, I'm I'm surprised. Like, there's no, I don't know. It's it leaving me speechless. This yes, album. <laughs> I I mean I am exactly the same. I it sounds incredibly mean, but I can't fathom how they went on from this to become one of the most successful rock bands no. of, at the moment. No. And like you say, it's five number one albums, selling out arenas across the world. Like yeah. this album is average, if not bad. And at best, yeah. Considering it came out at the same time as. Linkin Park and Limbiscuit and System of a Down and Slipknot and all these bands that were genuinely putting out incredible debut albums. Yeah. This is like just generic and rubbish. <laughs> yeah. And I, I don't know how they got swept up in the, the success of the era when, like you say, it feels like they should have gone, like everyone should make fun of them. It, you know, I, I sound really horrible, but you're absolutely right. That Nickelback Creed thing where everyone goes, oh yeah, they sell out arenas, but they're shit, aren't they? Like, yeah. they should be the same. How, how are people not saying that about these guys? Yeah. Unless, like yeah. you say, unless we're completely wrong and every album after this is a fucking masterpiece. Maybe, but I don't really care to find no, out. No, neither do I. Because if not, I'll have to listen to another 12 of these songs. No, I mean, maybe we're completely missing something. Absolutely. And maybe they we are cl- excellent after this, but I, I did not enjoy this. No, neither did I. Did you manage to find three songs you would put on a playlist? I did not, Rich. For the first time since Lordy, <laughs> I genuinely did not. I found none. The song Track 7 is the only yeah. song I can genuinely think that I would gladly yeah. listen to again after this week. The rest of them I don't Fine. want to listen to. What about you? Yeah. Well, I, you know, you know me. I follow the rules a bit. Yeah, more of course, of course. Yeah. So, you know, one of us has got to keep up the professional side <laughs> of things. <laughs> this is exactly uh, what you said when I refused to pick for Lordy. <laughs> nothing's changed i picked voices stupefy and numb because voices and stupefy have things about them which i would be interested in like elements of the songs and like voices is fine especially because it comes first you're like well this isn't (laughs) going to be so bad and then you get five songs later you're like this is dreadful um (laughs) but yeah i think numb is my favorite song on the album because it just sounds like a mash of other bands yes are good um, yes. And it's got riffs and it's got a catchy chorus and it's got clean vocals and it's it's good. So given that we're both saying no and it's just going to be one song, I think it's going to be the song Numb. Perfect. The one that sounds the least like the rest of the album. <laughs> Great. I mean, we've absolutely. done it before and I'm sure we'll do it again. Yes, absolutely. Well, I'm happy with that outcome, even if I had to listen to this album to get there. Um, yes. okay. So time to pick Should an pick... album for next week. Yeah. Do we think it's going to be better than this? <laughs> I mean... It's got to be, hasn't it? You'd hope so. Come on. Okay. It is number 93. Ah, okay. We're going to be listening to the album Crisis by Alexis on Fire. Oh, fuck, yes! Have you heard this album before? I have heard this album before, yes. Ah, okay. Have you not heard this album before? No, yeah, I own this album in... Oh, I was going to say, yeah! Several formats. Yeah, I'm a... Well, I'm a big Alexis on Fire fan. Me too. 
That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like it's going to be a good week for the boys. Okay. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, you can email us at chewthemetal at gmail.com. You can also keep up to date with us on Twitter and Instagram at chewthemetal. Um, and regardless of where you listen to the podcast, if you wouldn't mind jumping onto the Apple Podcast app just to give us a quick rating and review, then that would help us with visibility, etc., etc. Yes. All right. Well, that has unfortunately been the sickness <laughs> by Disturbed. Uh, we're going to go listen to Crisis by Alexis on Fire for a week, and we will see you then. Thank you. Bye. Cool. Um, are we? What do I need to go to on the spreadsheet? Sorry, two to one. What is it these days? Seven, six, or something? Two to three. Okay, <laughs> perfect. I want a very certain album today, Carl. Um, two to one, seven, nine. Seven, nine. Right, perfect. That's good to go. As long as we took this one off, did we? Oh, no, I didn't. didn't. Uh oh, I think I wrote it into the other sheet, but I obviously forgot to delete the row afterwards. We I don't want it know. again. <laughs> but it's the best.